name was meant to be written on more than just a t-shirt, homie. It be written in the book of life when you leave here. I ain't saying you gotta stop banging, cause we could use that. I'm just saying you gotta bang a new set. Been a minute for a minute, they figured I'd been dropped. But if I ain't did it for the right critic, call me, I admit I would've been stopped. I ain't meant it for the Christ risen on a blind mission with a big God. With a fine pin up for my life in the lines with it since dear hip hop. Ten years and I'm still on the go. Flood coming and we filling the boat. Christ reigns and he's still on the throne. Your life changed when you give him control. I ain't traded a my shame for divine grace and a little bit of hope. I gave all of my pain, all of my chains wasn't with it, they broke. I came to the villain before Christ came to deliver the soul. Price paid, now the sing gotta go. Light came and delivered the blow. My aim wasn't quite fame, but the light came, so I live it and go. I came, yelling, get on the floor like a dice game, and I'm still on the road. He the lamb lying, any to go. Yeah. Christ game, I just had to bang on the well. On the well. If God is on my side, it's a layup. It's a layup. You should come and try it. That's the prayer. It's the prayer. It ain't no other side. Christ game. You already know it. You already know it. You already know. You already know. They trying to make him a mockery. But how can a potter be mocked by the pottery? Honestly, gotta be how to think that you don't need to hear. Your models will try a lobotomy. Young and shame, rebel, I'm an anomaly. God's property, I'm stopping them properly. Woke up feeling like I hit the lottery. God's body, I got him inside of me. Kamikaze for the body. This a homie, try to stop me. You can die if you want. We about it, been about it, finna be about it. See about it, hop in the smoke. If you with them, we the same team. If you ain't with them, then you gang green. Why play with the grace given? Put your faith in them and be made clean. Christ gang, I just had to bang on the well, on the well. If God is on my side, it's a layup, it's a legacy. You should come and try it as the prayer, it's the prayer. It ain't no other side. Christ gang, Christ gang, Christ gang. All day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. Christ gang, Christ gang, Christ gang, Christ gang. All day, all day, all day, all day.
morning, guys. It is Pastor Randy here with Made Free Church. Hope you guys are having a great morning. Um, I just uh, came home from an interview and got the job. Uh, it doesn't pay a whole lot, but, you know, it's a job for right now. So thank you guys for your prayers. I start Monday and uh, praise God. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it's right down the way from where I live. So it makes it convenient and, until I can find something that pays more and stuff like that. But still a job. So, um, guys, we're going to continue our study here in the book of Luke. And uh, we're going to be talking about Joseph and Mary and Jesus. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 24. Um, give me one second. Yeah, uh, my, my my buddy's texting me about the job interview. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, guys. So, guys, uh, just an announcement, guys. If you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. Um, we have a whole intercessory prayer team that is set up to pray over your prayer requests. And, um, you know, we believe in the essentials of prayer and we believe in the power of prayer. Um, but uh, hold on. So... <laughs> Sorry, they're they're talking to me right now over text messages. Um, so we're gonna be in chapter Luke, we're gonna be in Luke chapter two, verses 21 through 24. So let's get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we worship you and we thank you for all that you do and taking care of us, Lord. And just thank you for our salvation. Thank you for all that you do. Um, we just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'll be talking to them while I'm doing this. So bear with me, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we're studying, you know, the the life of Jesus in the in the Gospel of Luke in a sermon series that I'm calling to seek and save the lost, right? And uh Um, so we have looked at Luke's description of the birth of Jesus. Uh, you know, last time we examined the shepherd's visits to Jesus in Bethlehem and the night of his birth. And today I want to look at, um, um, I want to look at how Joseph and Mary took care of their infant son, Jesus, right? So let's read Luke chapter two, verses 21, verses 24. And it says this, and at the end of eight days, he was circumcised and he was called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who owes, uh, first opens the womb shall be called holy 
to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. You know, most parents, you know, get very excited about the arrival of a newborn, you know, months before the birth, the parents prepare for the arrival of the baby. You know, they buy clothes, furniture, car streets, stroller, toys, cribs, stuff like that. And then they, they pick a name, you know, and dream about a life with the precious gift, right? A friend of mine just had a baby and, and, and he went through that and, and, you know, it, it, it's good to see he's a new dad, first time dad and, and, uh, praise God for him, you know, praise God for his little baby girl. And, uh, you know, uh, guys pray for him. His name's Raph. He's a good guy. And, um, you know, pray for him, you know, he just first time dad, you know, and, uh, uh, so just pray for him. So, so the, the most important things that parents do for their children are spiritual, right? Good parents pray daily for their children, asking God's blessing over every aspect of their children's lives, especially their spiritual lives, right? And when the children arrive, they regularly read, you know, they regularly read the scriptures to them or with them. They teach them to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs of faith. You know, they, they take them to to worship, you know, with God's people every Lord's Day. And, and they present their children to God, giving them the sacrament and the covenant, which is a sign of God's promise and a seal of his grace. Now, in today's day, a lot of people do stuff differently. You know, I, I know a lot of my friends that really don't go to church right now. They, they still pray for their kids and they still and that's good. Right. You know, um, and and, you know, they have their kids pray before dinner and stuff, you know, and that's good, too. Right. Joseph and Mary did all of this for their firstborn son, Jesus. And, and, and they were godly parents who wanted to do what God required. Right. Luke tells us that on five occasions in chapter two, verses 22, 23, 24 and 27 and 39, that Joseph and Mary did something for Jesus in accordance to God's law. Their obedience to God is remarkable, right? So many of us in church today are prone to cash in, in a casual in the way and how we approach obedience to God and his law. For many of us, God's word is merely a suggestion. You know, we can either take it or leave it, but it, that is why it is so important for us to examine the count of Joseph and Mary and Jesus in Luke chapter two, verses 21 through 24. An analysis of the account of Joseph and Mary and Jesus will demonstrate the obedience of Joseph and Mary. And in Luke chapter two, verse 21 through 24, we learn that Joseph and Mary were obedient regarding Jesus circumcision, which is in verse 21a, Jesus naming verses 21b, uh, Mary's purification, verse 22a and verse 24, and Jesus consecration, verse 22b through 23, right? So first, let, you know, let's look at Joseph and Mary that were being obedient regarding Jesus's circumcision. You know, Luke tells us in verse 21 
that at the end of eight days, Jesus was circumcised, right? Joseph and, and, and Mary knew God's word. They knew that God's law required their newborn son to be circumcised on the eighth day. And, and God introduced the sign of the covenant to Abraham. Uh, and he said to him in Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 through 14, he says this. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after uh, you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between you and me and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. Verse 11, you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins and shall be a sign of the covenant between you, me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or brought with your or bought with your money uh, from a foreigner who is not your own offspring, which is calling a slave, right? Uh, both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall be surely circumcised. So shall my covenant be with your with your flesh, an everlasting covenant. And uh, any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people, and he has broken my covenant. It's pretty, it's pretty hardcore, man. You know what I mean? You know, God doesn't mess around with his law, guys. I mean, he, he, he really, really doesn't. So, you know, let's let's take a look at even more right all right so and second the circumcision was a seal of god's grace right abraham did nothing to earn or deserve god's favor he he was a no name pagan born in ur a powerful city in southern Babylon. His father, Terah, looked at Abraham and, and, and several of his family members, or took his if Abraham and several, uh, several of his family members to Ur and wanted to settle in the land of Canaan, but decided to settle in Haran, right? Which is was hundreds of miles north of Canaan. You can see that in Genesis 11, verses 27 through 31. Nevertheless, one day, God simply called Abraham to himself and said to him in Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. Guys, God's grace in his unmerited favor to it, the undeserving the and circumcision is a testimony of the truth of the glorious gospel. Right? Oh, we got. It. There you are, brother. So good to find the online teaching. Lots of love from Uganda. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, we, we love all of our people in Uganda. Uh, we have a church in Uganda too. It's made free church Uganda. Just so you know, <clears throat> pastor Henry, uh, leads that, up. anyway, 
So there's a fascinating but little known account in Exodus regarding the time that the Lord wanted to kill Moses, right? Moses, you know, had his burning bush encounter with God and God called him to go back to Egypt in order to lead the people of God out of Egypt. And after trying to get out of it, you know, he, you know, get it, you know, trying to get out of being called up for duty. Moses finally relented and started out for Egypt along with his eyes, Zephorah and his sons. And then we read this fascinating account in Exodus 4, chapter 24 to 26. It says, at a lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and touched Moses' feet with it and said, surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. It was then, she said, a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Now, what's going on here, right? God, God remembered his covenant, right? Uh, covenant, covenant promise, right? Um, you see that in, in Exodus 22, 24, right? And, and he expected his people to remember the conditions of the covenant as well. See, Moses was held responsible for the conditions of the covenant that required him to circumcise his son. You can read about that in, in Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 through 14. <clears throat> Moses had not circumcised his son on the eighth day, right? Failure to obey God would lead to being cut off from God's people. Moses' failure to circumcise his son, sons could have led to his death, right? Had it not been for his wife's action, God takes non-compliance with his law very seriously, guys. You know what I mean? And because of his wife's action, Moses got left alone and still were it still was used. You know, Moses was in sin, but still was used. Now, Joseph and Mary knew that, right? Um, and they knew that Jesus should be circumcised. Of course, Jesus did not need a sign or a seal of circumcision in the same way that others males did. Jesus was the reality of the promise to which the sign pointed. He was the seal of God's grace, right? Right. Nevertheless, he also came to fulfill every jot and tittle of the law, right? So, you know, when people look at the, the law, right, the law of God, you know, they say, oh, we, 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 we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to follow that. Yeah, you do. Because, Every jot and tittle of the law, the God looks at, right? So if he had not been circumcised, he would not have been regarded a true Jew, right? He would have been cut off from his people, from the people of God, and the law of God would not have been, been fulfilled in his life. The point is, right, that Joseph and Mary were obedient to God's law. They did what the law required regarding their son, Jesus. Now, today, you know, we no longer circumcise boys for religious reasons. You know, the, the sign of the covenant has changed from circumcision to baptism. 
but the meaning of the sign has not changed. Baptism is a sign and a seal. It is a sign of God's promise of salvation, and it's God's. Uh, it's a seal of God's grace. That's why the sign should be applied to infants, you know, of believing parents today, right? Mom and dad do not neglect the sacrament of baptism for infant children, right? God requires it, right? You know, I used to be really against baby baptisms until I started to do a study on baby baptisms, right? I believe that God requires it, right? And good parents will bring their children to be baptized into obedience to God's word. You know, it, it that was really, really hard for me to get over, right? Because I, I, you know, why, you know, they, you know, it, it's it from what I've learned behind baby baptisms is that it's required by the parents, right? It's required by mom and dad, right? You know, um, you can call it baby dedications, you can call it whatever you want, but God requires it and it's biblical, right? So, second. Mary and Joseph were obedient regarding Jesus' naming, right? In keeping with Jewish custom of the day, on the day of the, his circumcision, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he, he was conceived in the womb. You can see that in verse 21b. The name Jesus is, is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew name Joshua, which means Jehovah says. What a fitting name for the savior right now luke had earlier told us about the angel visiting mary and announcing that she would give birth to a son and his name and he also told her in luke 131 and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name jesus jesus was conceived in a supernatural way and joseph wanted to divorce mary uh, quietly because Though that she was pregnant, though he thought that she was pregnant by a, by another man, right? But however, by the kind mercy of God, he sent an angel to explain to Joseph what was happening, right? And he also uh, told Joseph in Matthew one twenty one, "She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." So. The angel told both uh, Joseph and Mary what to name the child. Perhaps, you know, when they first got betrothed, they may have, you know, suggested names to each other that they would like to have their name, their kids, right? But now God had instructed them via the angel. They were glad that they, that they, they were gladly to obey God. You know what I mean? And they named their child Jesus in accordance with God's word to them. Now, third, Jerry and uh, Joseph and Mary were Jerry. Uh, Joseph and Mary were uh, uh, obedient to regarding Mary's purification. Like Luke tells us in verse twenty-two a, that when they came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they did so. There, most likely, refers to you know, uh, Mary and Joseph. However, the purification applied only to Mary. So there is used loosely of the purification being a family matter. And Joseph, as the head of the family, was responsible 
for ensuring that the purification was carried uh, carried out according to the law of Moses. Not, but what is purification, right? A woman who had just given birth was considered unclean. The loss of blood signifies that one was incomplete, therefore unclean. In Leviticus 12, 1 through 4 says, the Lord speaking to Moses is saying this, speak to the people of Israel saying, if a woman conceives and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean for seven days. And at this time of her menstruation, she shall be unclean. And on the eighth day, the flesh of the foreskin shall be circumcised. Then she shall continue 33 days in the blood of her purifying she shall not touch anything holy nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying were complete so the mother of a male child was considered unclean for 40 days after the birth of her child during that time she could not either she could not even enter the the temple courts right so when the 40 days when the 40 days of her purification ended, she was restored to full participation with the temple worshipers by means of offerings. And God told Moses that was required for the, what was required for the offerings, right? In Leviticus tw uh, chapter 12, verses six to eight. And when these day and when the days of her purifying are complete, whether for her for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring the priest at the entrance of the tent of the lamb, uh, a lamb, a year old for a burnt offering, a pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. And he shall offer it to the Lord and make her atonement for her. Then she shall be clean from the flow of her blood right? This is the law for her who bears a child, either male or female. And if she cannot afford a lamb, she is to take two turtle doves or two pigeons, uh, one for a burnt offering, the other one for a sin offering. And the priest shall make the atonement for her and she will be, and she will be clean. Mary went to Jerusalem to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of two duck, turtle doves or two pigeons, right? In verse 24. Now, having made her offering, you know, Mary was once again ceremonial, uh, ceremonially clean. Yet she, she, had, she was now able to enter in to the temple courts. Right? The fact that Mary offered a pair of two turtle doves uh, or two pigeons, excuse me, rather than a lamb and a pigeon, uh, rather than a lamb and a pigeon or a turtle dove indicates that, you know, Joseph and Mary were per, poor, right? Nevertheless, poverty was not a hindrance to the obedience. And fourth, Joseph and Mary were obedient regarding Jesus' consecrations. At the end of 40 days of purification, Luke said in verse 22b that Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to, to, to present him to the Lord. Though it did not have to be done in Jerusalem or at the temple, 
the law of the Lord given to Moses said, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, right? Uh, the Lord said to Moses in Exodus 13, 2, consecrate to me all firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb of the people of Israel, both man uh, and of beast is mine. Elaborating on that command, uh, Moses said to the people of God in Exodus 13, 11 through 15, he said this, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your forefathers, and it shall give it to you, you shall set apart the, to the Lord the first opens of the womb, the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. The firstborn of your donkey shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn man among your sons shall be redeemed. And when in time to come to your son, ask, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by strong hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn in the land of Egypt, the uh, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice the, uh, to the Lord all males that are firstborn to open the womb. But all firstborns of my sons are redeemed. See, the consecration of the firstborn son was not for service. Well, it was not for a service as a priest, but because priests came only from the tribe of Le Levi, right? Jesus was the first was from the tribe of Judah, right? So in Hebrews, you can find that in Hebrews 7, 14. Joseph and Mary uh, were therefore not presenting Jesus for service as, as priests, but rather as consecrating his life to God. The Levites, excuse me, the Levites took the place of the firstborn males of the rest of the 12 tribes by being devoted to service to God. Uh, in Numbers chapter 3, verse uh, 12 and 13, Moses writes this, Behold, I have taken the Levites among uh, the people of Israel instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the people of Israel. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the first day, I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, and I consecrate for my own all the firstborn of Israel, both man and beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. Right? Yeah. 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 I love God's word, man. You know what I mean? I really, really do. But in return, they're being exempt from priestly duty a redemption price had to be paid for the firstborn sons of the other tribes. So in Numbers chapter 18, verses 15 and 16, God said to Aaron, starting in chapter 15, it says, everything that opens the womb of all flesh, whether man or beast, which they offered to the Lord shall be yours. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man you shall redeem and the firstborn of unclean animals you shall redeem. And their redemption price at a month old 
you shall redeem them you shall fix a five you shall you you shall fix at five shekels in silver according to the shekel of the sanctuary which is 20 ganars israel was a, a theocracy with the priests right and the levites doing much more work of governing the country right you know the five shekels which is which at that time was a significant amount of money paid by the families for the firstborn sons of the other tribes to help defray the cost of running a government though it is not explicitly stated in the text but it is reasonable to assume that joseph and mary paid the five shekel redemption fee for jesus since they did not they did everything that was written in the law of the lord the fee coupled with the expense of traveling to nazareth nazareth to bethlehem was significant financial burden for this young couple joseph and mary wanted to obey every command of god so they consecrated jesus to god's service uh and paid the redemption fee for jesus right but like all people of God who are serious about their relationship with God, they found great joy in obeying the law of God. Uh, you can see that in Psalms, you know, chapter one, verses two, chapter 40, verse eight in chapter one, uh, 119, verse 70 through 77, right? So, now, after having analyzed the account of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in, in Luke chapter uh, chapter 2, verses 21 through 24, we should obey God. Joseph and Mary's obedience to the law of God shine brightly in account surrounding the birth of Jesus. The law of God um, required that every firstborn male should be circumcised as a sign of God's promise and a seal of his grace. And so Jesus was circumcised. The angel told Joseph and Mary to name the child Jesus, which they did without hesitation or reservation. Let's see that the law of God required purification for Mary after giving birth to Jesus. She went through 40 days of purification, most likely while staying in Bethlehem and brought the offering required by law in order to become ceremonially clean again. And finally, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to uh, Jerusalem to consecrate him to God and also pay the redemption fee since Jesus was their firstborn son. Their example is an example to us. Our obedience is a sign of our love for God. Our obedience does not earn us the right standing with God, but rather it is an evidence of our standing with God. You know, one reason why the church in America is so weak because professing Christians pick and choose which commandments they will obey. Guys, this should not be. Let us make a commitment today, a blood as the blood-bought children of God and as adopted heirs of the kingdom of heaven to do all within our power to obey all God uh, commands. Amen? Guys, it's so important 
that that see just because we have a new covenant doesn't wipe out the law of god you're gonna say pastor man you're being legalistic well maybe so but it still doesn't change the fact that the law of god requires it's, it's still required it, it still doesn't change that fact right so what do we do we obey god we love others we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And to love our neighbors as ourselves. That is what's good. And that's what honors God. Is obedience to his law. And to his commandments. You know, you know, people say, well, you know, how, how, you know, I'm a sinner, man. You know, of course. We all, the Bible says in, in, in uh, Romans 8 that we all, or think Romans 8, 7 or 8, that we all fall short of the glory of God. No one chases after righteousness. No one chases after God. No, not one. Guys, let's make a commitment in this new year to be obedient to God and to evangelize and to invite people to come to church and to share the gospel with people. Let's do that today, shall we? Amen. All right, guys, it's the end of Bible study. I hope you guys are blessed. I know I I, I know I am, man, you know, um, and I want to thank you for watching. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time, and we thank you for the opportunity that we get to listen and share your word, Lord. We thank you for the book of Luke. We thank you for your word. We thank you for our salvation, Lord. Bless our day. Thank you for all that you do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, God bless you guys. You guys have a great day.